Hey, thank you for joining us for another episode of The Need to Pour. This week, we dive into Maker's Mark, both the Cash Strength and the Black Bourbon Society Private Select. So grab your drinks, sit back and relax, and we hope you enjoy the show. We're live, baby. Welcome back to the Neat Poor Podcast. Shalanda's here. Nick is here. Shalanda. Yes. We're in the revamped Afro Beer Chick Studios. Uh, it feels like um, an opium den or some sort of cocktail lounge. But we are here and we're drinking Maker's Mark. Because red is so sexy. Yeah, man. It's Valentine's Day weekend. I think Shalanda's favorite color might be red. You are married to me, and you've been on me all these years. This you don't know my favorite color. This entire studio is red, but that doesn't mean it's my favorite color. It might be blue, but there's yeah, a ton blue of, is my favorite. There's color. There's a ton of red in this joint, and you're wearing red right now. Get out of here! I mean, that. don't get me wrong. I look dope as fuck oh. in red, but it's not my favorite color. We're gonna go ahead and assume positive intent on the Neat Poor Podcast. <laughs> now we don't have just any uh, Maker's Mark. We've got two that are really fun. One of these, dare I say, is the one whiskey that launched a thousand whiskeys in our in our lifetime. Launched off a thousand ships. It just got really bright in here all of a sudden. It's the Maker's Mark Private Select from the Black Bourbon Society. And, of course, next to that, we have a dunk of Maker's Cash Strength. So, how are we doing on vocals, man? We sound okay? We sound dope. All right. As of right now. All right. So what can we say about makers? Where do we start? Um, no clue. Well, it's in Loretto, Kentucky. So it is the furthest one off the bourbon trail. Yes. Right. You know, it takes you uh, all the stuff on the bourbon trail is about a half hour outside of Louisville. You got to go another half hour minimum after that if you want to hit probably the dopest spot on the trail. I'm going to say it was one of my favorite spots when we went in 2016. I mean, they have the most beautiful campus of all of the spots that we went to it's um it's a distillery that sits on like a like a like a mansion it's a mansion on a hillside that's also a distillery and it's got like this french um what is it it's like a it's like a french mansion on a fucking hillside i would say it's more victorian yeah the Um, victorian vibes yeah i think that's fair too so maker's mark Couple things about makers. I got so many makers facts in my head because I think one of the, um, I think it's a milestone for us. A, because I think the two whiskeys that really kind of catapulted us into whiskey pretty heavy mm-hmm. were the experience with Four Roses. That's actually what led to the, the bourbon trail trip. But then also this, uh, makers, this makers mark trip. And, uh, oh, and then the party that kind of changed the way I looked at our, our relationship was the party with the Black Bourbon Society. What do you mean by that? Because, you know, for years, I've, I had been taking my friends out to all these cool events, you know, mm-hmm. and then I finally started to be the one that was taken. Oh, to- that's right. <laughs> so that's right. It was so funny because this was my first, my first event in which Nick was the plus one. Yeah. So I became the plus one to a killer event. And, you know, and that was exciting for me. So that was a watershed moment. <laughs> I'm like, well, shit, all I got to do is hang out and drink. You know, I think, um, you know, you can catch the um, the Maker's Mark uh, Black Bourbon Society because they took a double gold at San Francisco World Beer Cup. So they partied at Virtue in Hyde Park 
And um, I think we did a joint story. The, one, the first half of the story is on Afrobeard Chick. And then the second half is on the CoastyWhite.com, which is which is essentially, you know, the, the neat port is essentially a rebrand. Of Wait, so why aren't we so. drinking out of those dipped Maker's Mark glasses that we got that night? I don't know. And then we have a, um, <laughs> there was a, a calligrapher there. That mm-hmm. night. Am I saying that right? Uh, that kind of gave us the uh, our names on essentially a Maker's Mark label, which is our header on Twitter and the Facebook page. Yeah. So this is um this is a landmark bourbon for us, you know. Um. So we won't want to bore you with a bunch of a bunch of details and run on stories. I think we should get right into which this is game. also what is it? my grand my grandfather had a bottle with his name on it dipped in gold. Mm. I wish I had that bottle. My dad has it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only time I've seen that one. Yeah, it was pretty dope. Yeah. Make 40 a, year old bottle. Yeah. I don't think, um, you know, I've seen the Lakers and, you know, I've seen the Cubs and I've seen them make other dip bottles. They did, they dipped 30 million bottles by hand last year, Shalonda. Yeah. Didn't they just have like a live zoom? Live zoom? I seen them posted, but I, I didn't catch it. The last time I saw them was um, on the aforementioned Black Bourbon Society mm-hmm. where Danny Potter, Came on and rocked the mic for like an hour. Okay. Denny Potter was was the master distiller at uh at Heaven Hill, and then he he got his start at Maker's Mark. He left to go to Heaven Hill, and then he came back to Maker's Mark. So he's the master distiller there now. Mm. So Maker's Mark started in 1954. Wow. Yeah, and then uh, each bottle is hand dipped. I think uh, Bill Samuels Senior. I think that was his wife's idea to dip all the Which bottles. is dope, which is a very dope uh way to, you know, market their bottle. Yeah. It's yeah. always a strong woman behind the business idea. You know, I think uh that is is genius. I love their ambassador program. Uh it's a weeded whiskey. Yeah. Which is very similar to, of course, you know, the Weller and then of course the Pappy lineup, which ties right into, you know, Pappy Land was an episode we had on this show. Um, Julian Van Winkle the third, you know, uh, can't wait to tell you how it was Pappy Van Winkle who kind of went to Bill Samuels in the 1950s and said, Hey, you need to, uh, I'll help you with a weeded beer. Uh, I'll help you with a weeded bourbon recipe. So the Van Winkle family can't wait to tell you how they helped launch their biggest competition. Arguably one of the, I don't know the stats, but it's, they gotta be one of the biggest distilleries in the, in the country because there ain't a spot. On, in the and there ain't a spot I ever been to that sold booze and didn't have Maker's Mark on. They have to be the largest distillery. Well, the top two. Here's the top two: Jim Beam's number one. Mm-hmm. Number two is Heaven Hill. I don't know who's number three. If I was guessing, I would say it's Maker's Mark or and Buffalo Trace around at the top ten. But you know who knows? Because people, people, what people drink is, you know, who knows? I, I, what based off what I drink. I think those are the top. Those are those are definitely in the top ten. Mm-hmm. So, um, oh, but yeah. So it's a weeded recipe, and what's unique about Maker's Mark is that you know they only have one recipe, Shalanda. They've been they've been killing it this hard with this red wax and this marketing campaign, and they only have one recipe. And then they turn around and do private selects. Yeah, yeah, which is uh, the same recipe as the original. Except uh, it's Makers 46, and Makers 46 just refers to a nine-week conditioning, finishing on Makers 46 staves, which is basically a French oak stave. So uh, let me ask you this. Why do you think 
that so many people sleep on Maker Smart. Um, well, shit. We talked about how inspirational has been in our in our lives, but then this is the first time we've had it on a podcast, and this is we're on episode twenty seven. I think it's something you just take for granted. Which is so funny because it should have been the very first episode, being that this was the very first bottle of bourbon I had on my bar. Um. Well, yeah. Now that you put it like that, I think our first episode, <laughs> our first was Uncle Nearest. Was Uncle Nearest. Yeah. But you know, I'm good with that. I'm good with that being yeah. the first step. Um, this Maker's Mark situation, OG Maker's Mark, the one you see everywhere, is about seven years old, mm-hmm. right? And I want to say it goes into the barrel at like a hundred and, you know, hundred and four proof or something like that. It goes in the barrel super low, so you know how bourbon is. The max you can go into the barrel at is one twenty six. So you got a crew like Maker's Mark or, you know, we talked about Weller 12 or even Michter's. There are some crews that don't go in at 126 proof because they feel like if you go in that hot, you know, you're losing some flavor. If we go in at 103, we're going to have more flavor. So, you know, even though it's not cost effective, it's not cost effective to have a line of people hand dipping bottles. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yet they do it. But yet they do it. And I, I think th- we have a picture of that, actually. Yeah. So I think. Those things need to be called out. I think they deserve a lot of credit for that. Um, what else is going on with them? Uh, Maker's Mark is Bill Samuels Jr. and Bill Samuels Sr. Bill Samuels Sr. started the joint, and he was influenced by Pappy Van Winkle, according to Julian. And then Bill Samuels Jr. is the one that came up with the Maker's 46 recipe. So let's talk about Maker's 46. Okay. I love the ide- ideology over there. Now you look at crews like uh, Four Roses. You know they got they got ten different recipes from you know a couple of yeast strains and mash bills. You got the Buffalo Trace crew who's got all these different variations. You know from mash bill one and mash bill two, and then different spots in the warehouse to create different flavors. Right? Mm-hmm. These are different ideologies. The Maker's Mark crew makes the exact same whiskey all year long, and you know what they do? They um. They 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 take these barrels and they turn the barrels. They rotate all their barrels. They rotate all their barrels in the warehouse because um, like I think what we talked about was how Buffalo Trace and Stag Jr. were the exact same recipe, but they don't taste the same at all. Mm-hmm. And that's got a lot to do with location in the warehouse. Right. So in order to avoid fluctuation in flavor. They go out of their way to rotate every single barrel so that their taste, the taste profile they're trying to hit is, is like goal number one. Right. Right. So that's that's what they're doing. So with very with these guard with this guardrail in place, what they do when it's time to have variety is they um they partner with their they tar- they partner with their barrel. They partner with their barrel distributor. And um to make a long story short, when they look at innovation, they don't look at they don't look at barrel production and different spots in the warehouse to come out with cool shit or come out with like a 15 year product or 17 year product. What they do is they partner with their barrel, their barrel distributor, and they take an approach that wineries would take. Right. So uh, what they did was uh, with Makers 46 is that they just use different staves to finish their whiskey on to bring out different nuances without changing the the process of the way they cultivate barrels. So, whew, that felt like a lot. Did it, did it sound like a lot? It sounds. I mean, no, you dropping facts though. Yeah, 
So Makers 46 is a program where uh, they're kind of crowdsourcing the finishing process on barrels. So you can get, I think, up to 1,001 different varieties and you get to pick from like five different barrel staves and you get to pick uh, 10 of these staves that go into your barrel that you rest on for nine weeks. And Makers, Mark, Makers 46 is one of the barrels. So let's get into um, the two bottles that we have on the table. So one we have the cast trend and then the other one we have, which is a select from the Black Bourbon Society, which is the event that we went to in October of 2019, which would, which was my first event that you were my plus one. Yeah. How do we, um, the makers 46 on the Black Bourbon Society. It's a little dark in the studio. I want to read the stage real quick. Hold on. I can turn on the light. Oh, we, we can do that on it. All right, so the makers, the number one stave in the program is is roasted French mocha. So they left that one off. So in the oak finishing stave combo for Black Bourbon Society, you got two baked American pure, three French cuvee seared, three makers, and two French toasted spice. So... Shalanda, what do you think about this uh, 107 proof private select from the Black Bear Society? Um, I personally do enjoy it. This is actually the second bottle that we've dipped into. So the first bottle, we killed it. And the second bottle, which we opened up today, um, I, I'm enjoying it. I love the complexity of the flavors. I love the balance. I love the fruit notes, the oak um, the caramel, the sweetness, the spice is like, it all ties in together. So I can really understand why they took gold with this particular recipe. This particular recipe. I tell you something, man, you know, what's fun about this makers 46 shit is that, you know, this is a wheat of bourbon. It's like 77% wheat. And what defines a wheat of bourbon is the absence of rye. So there's no rye at all in this recipe, but the minute you take some of these staves and then you put it in a, a finished, uh, Maker's Mark Barrel, and you let it sit for nine, 10 weeks, you know, you get some really fun spice notes in it, you know, and you get these spice notes with all the, the soft, you know, I think I get like, like candy apple is the first thing that comes out of me when I try this, you know, like uh, orange cake frosting. I get that. But then I have this integrity of these really herbaceous spicy notes that mm-hmm. really just kind of create a really fun experience on the palate, man. And then um it's a real it's a real treat. It's a real treat this makers 46. So how do you compare it to the cast that we're also drinking? Because we're not just drinking one. We have the cast strength, which for me it was so funny because again this was a bottle that we did not open until today. And we've had it on a bar for a minute and it hit me pretty hard. <laughs> I don't know why, but it like hit me in the pretty chest hard. Or? It hit me pretty hard in the back of the world. Um, but then it's like when I go and drink the Black Bourbon Society Select, it mellowed out. So how, what was it for you? So we're talking 109 proof versus 107 proof mm-hmm. um, on the maker's cash drink. First of all, it's a dunk. Can we talk about this dunk bottle? Uh, <laughs> I'm a huge fan of that. Um, where the the tundrals that the wax that goes down the bottle usually just covers the neck of the bottle, but on the dunk it goes beyond the neck and actually covers, I would say the first quarter of the bottle, right? It kind of looks like a gigantic uh, candle, right? Which is really fucking cool. 
but on the maker's cash strength, I get, um, man, I get some kind of pineapple cake thing that I'm really into. Mm-hmm. And then, um, that's the only difference between 46 and makers for me is like this, this pronounced rich kind of fruit syrup component in uh, the makers 46. I mean, I, in the makers, in the makers cask. Sorry. I definitely agree with that assessment. Mm. Mm. So, you know, what's funny about the makers mark crew is that, you know, we were talking about, you know, your granddad and he got the gold bottle. And, you know, I've seen purple and gold Lakers wax. Uh-huh. I've seen uh, cubby, cubby blue wax, you know, and they were saying how um, they actually sent a cease and desist to two people to uh, they sent a maker's mark, sent a cease and desist to uh, Jose Cuervo because they dipped in red wax. Really? And they sent a cease and desist to Julian Van Winkle because he made some limited bottles for like a, uh, a deli and an Italian restaurant over in like uh, California. Mm-hmm. And he he dipped them in red wax, and you know invited them over. He said, "Hey, you're my guy. I love you, but you got to chill with this red wax shit." So um, I think they came out and said that you know every time that they dip their wax, if they dip Maker's Mark in any color other than red, it lessens their argument that other people shouldn't do it. So Maker's Mark kind of came out and said, going forward, you're going to see less varietals on the different colors. You won't see an assortment of colors going forward because they won in court for, you know, for telling other people not to do it. But the the, the conversation with the with the judge is like, listen, if you're going to have other colors, we can't even do that shit no more. Yeah. So there's a Shalanda pulled up the Mayor Jim Harris uh, gold wax. Now I'm like, because you know there was a BBS gold wax, and I'm like, well, shit. Now that I know that there's a an, uh, there's a mission to not have as much gold wax, mm-hmm. we really need to find us a gold wax maker. I would have loved. I'm like, so I'm looking at this picture of like again. This was before I was really envy, in suburban. This was in the house of my grandparents, and I you know I gave it over to my dad. So it's a maker's mark bottle. And it's dipped in gold wax instead of the red wax. And it has Mayor Jim Harris on it. So he was a mayor for 11 years in a very small town of Phoenix, Illinois, which is a very, it was just a South Suburban um, of Chicago. True. So this bottle, the fact that now that I'm looking at it, like, damn, I hate that I gave it over. I should have just kept it. I mean, you know. You're not going to win them all, kid. <laughs> um, Is this, that's your assessment. That's it. That's the, that's the end of my uh, professional. That's my professional assessment. You know right what? There. Nick and his one-liners is like, no, fuck you. Yeah. No, I'm like, um, but there's not There's not a lot of news this week, but I think we wanted to get into um, just the subtleties of the Makers 46 program. And I think we named all the staves, but uh, one thing they said was that they're uh they're getting rid of the most popular stave. They're getting rid of mocha. Really? Yeah, because they want to keep it fresh and keep it interesting. And I I think, you know, I kind of think it was a cop out to like not have an older version of this come out. But then when you think about it, it's like, hey, why are we coming out with varietals? Why are we coming out with varietals on makers when we could just have all of our retail partners and all of our bar partners and all of our, you know, we could just have everybody else come up with their own version 
of what it means to have a maker's interpretation. You know, you open a bar and you create your own goddamn variant on makers. Actually, you know, when I when I take a step back, I actually appreciate that, you know, because, you know, every other every other distillery. Well, shit, look at the new school crews like uh, bourbon, bourbon, Bill, the one we drank on New Year's mm-hmm. or, um, you know, we talked about, you know, we talked about Jim Beam. We talked right. about, you know, we talked about uh, Heaven Hill and how they're coming out with different brands for you. They, most of these cats got two fucking mash bills and 40 brands. Maker's Mark is like, listen, we're going to have one mash bill. OK, make one fucking whiskey. And if you want varieties, you make the fucking variety. Right. <laughs> That's which, which, which is why you can go into Vinny's and see so many different of the private selects. Right. Yeah. You know, and they're all and they're all going to be different. And um, you know, one more note about that, man. It's like old school uh, beard, beard, uh, beard. I said beard four times. Old school brewmasters will tell you. It's way more fun to actually pull out flavors from wood that remind you of uh, desserts than it is to actually put actual fucking dessert or syrups in your beer. Right. That's what the old school master distillers will tell you or master brewers will tell you. So what I like about this Makers 46 program is that they kind of leverage their relationship with their cooperage. They got all these wine techniques and they're actually pulling out flavors from barrels Mm -hmm. as opposed to coming out with different recipes so that we can all have an appreciation of, you know, what a French oak barrel is doing versus an American oak barrel. Because American oak barrels is always where you get all that caramel and that vanilla but in French oak, you know, there's very little caramel or vanilla, right? That's where you're getting the spice. You know, that's where you're getting. Um, I wish I could come up with some other adjectives to describe like what those what. But there's definitely more herb. It's more herbal and spice forward. The French oak, the French oak versus the American oak. So okay. you wouldn't know that unless you just put us some guardrails and said, hey, explore these, <clears throat> explore these, explore this wood before we give you a different mash bill explore what varieties and wood there are that'll change a, a fucking whiskey so so i want to give a shout out to the black bourbon society because this is for one we're drinking their select and then for two it also helped give us a voice in the bourbon side because you know we have our individual beer side but <clears throat> collectively we came together because of the fact that we intended this awesome event at virtue in Chicago, which was Chef Eric Williams' black-owned um, restaurant, yeah. and then we had the Black Bourbon Society. You know, that was the event that you know brought it all together. So yeah, I didn't know they were a couple, but I think um, yeah, to your point, uh, Samara and uh, Ahmad. Yeah, I didn't realize they were a couple, but you know, we were kind of joking, but it really was the it was the event that launched. You know hundreds of other bottle purchases. (laughs) Yes, it definitely Right? Because, you know, they were from LA and they went to Atlanta and they had these barrels and we had conversations about the beer world and what you, what were you doing with these barrels? And then we just had conversations in general about, Hey, how many times have you partnered with a distillery before this one where you're partying in a town you're not from? You're not from here. You're partying here because you want a gold. 
how many other parties, how many other times did you partner with someone? It would have been dope if we would have been able to have them on for this episode. That's true. Yeah. There's always time to circle back, you yeah. know, just put play the rhythm again, you know, play the beat again and then just have them come on. You so, know, maybe I'll reach out to them tomorrow and just see if we can make that happen. Because it would be dope to have their perspective. I mean, because we always talking about the beer side. So it would be dope to have their perspective of what's really going on, you know, as far as, you know, black people in bourbon and distilleries and all that because there is a distillery a black owned distillery that is on the come up so yeah. yeah man um shout out to bros brothers shout out to guidance who we yeah, learned guidance. about this week um yeah it's black history month you know we're um very excited and very unapologetically very exuberantly black blackly black black you know, this month blackly this is blackly <laughs> black black this month <laughs> it's cool it's cool that we get to spotlight um the only the only award-winning, the only award-winning barrel stave private select pick in Maker's Mark history was the Black Bourbon Society, and this was their very first collaboration. That's when I asked Samara, "I'm like, how, how often have you done this?" She's like, "This is our first fucking collab, right here." Yeah. So that's rock and roll right there. So it was appropriate, and then I think um, just to talk about Makers, you know, and that's another thing about Makers. They stick to the, they stick to their guns with uh, proof and with wax, and then also, you know, they sold the they sold the Beam Suntory, they sold the Suntory oh, yeah. like like a few years ago, and no one ever talks about it because the product is so good, the advertising is so good, and they're just very clever and customer focused. Mm-hmm. So we just wanted to shout them out, man. That's all. All right, that is your final words. That's it. Um, as always, uh, let's go White Sox. Uh, happy Valentine's Day weekend and all that old kind of shit. And uh, go get some go get some Maker's Mark, man. Go find you a Maker's Mark and then find a Private Select and then compare the differences. And just keep in the back of your mind that the, the Private Select is a Maker's 46 with no rye in it. It has no rye. So, so how are you on the brain Valentine's Day? Um, you know... <sighs> I'm gonna probably sleep till noon if it's on a Sunday. That's how I usually. That's how I usually do. Really? It. <laughs> that's your answer. That's your answer. You can, uh, you know, you can find us collective. You can find us collectively <laughs> on the Nipur. You can find us individually at Afro Beer Chick and at Nicosio. Um, and until next week, peace out. <laughs> Did you really just do my closing for me? And that is, and that is not how we're celebrating uh, Valentine's Day either. What do we drink up on Valentine's Day? I spoke too soon. Oh, um, Valentine's Day tradition. We're drinking the Four Roses. Um, we're going to drink the 130th anniversary of Four Roses. Little asshole. That's what we're drinking. All right. Well, he already said what I was going to say, so peace out. <laughs>